Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, November 12th. This is The Gateway. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, in for Wayne Pratt. Ahead, a recent study shows that Medicaid expansion in Missouri is vital for cancer patients who need access to the health insurance program. For patients with breast cancer, lung cancer, and colorectal cancer, their mortality was improved if they lived in a state with Medicaid expansion. We'll explore the implications of expanding Medicaid for people battling cancer. First, the news. Federal regulators will consider next week whether to allow Spire to continue operating a natural gas pipeline in Missouri and Illinois this winter. But as St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, at a press conference Thursday, some St. Louis officials said the utility is conducting a, quote, fear campaign to build support for the pipeline. The 65-mile natural gas pipeline is operating with a temporary certificate through mid-December, after a federal appeals court ruled that regulators had improperly approved its construction. Spire emailed customers last week, warning that up to 400,000 homes and businesses could lose gas service this winter if the certificate is not renewed. St. Louis Alderwoman Christine Ingracia says this has caused unnecessary anxiety among residents. Communicating with residents and customers is one thing, but what they did completely overstepped the line. It was it was extremely reckless. A federal commission will meet next Thursday to review the case. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri Secretary of State is trying to get the word out about a new candidate filing period for local elections. Thanks to a recently enacted law overhauling local governmental guidelines, Missouri's candidate filing period for things like city council seats and school boards stretches from December 7th to December 28th. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft wants potential candidates to file for office early. I am a little bit concerned with it it ending on the 28th. People might be just got done with Christmas. They were thinking about that. Now they're thinking about New Year's Eve. And I don't don't want someone to miss the ability uh, to file for office because the holidays got in the way. Ashcroft expects there could be added interest in running for school boards next year, especially as education policy becomes a major issue in the national political discourse. Eight large cats at the St. Louis Zoo have tested positive for the coronavirus. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports that it's the first reported outbreak among the animals at the Forest Park attraction. The animals that caught the virus are all expected to recover. Not all have symptoms, but zookeepers tested all of them after a few developed runny noses. Earlier this year, all the cats received the COVID-19 vaccine. Zoo Health Director Satya Chinaduri says if they had not been vaccinated, they would have been much sicker or could have died. He says the big cats seem to be particularly at risk of catching the coronavirus. The first cases seen in zoos were actually in tigers. And since then, um, tigers, snow leopards, lions, um, all have been reported. So the big cats seem to be more susceptible to the disease than other species. Chinaduri says the zoo's vaccinating hyenas, apes, and other mammals that have been known to catch the coronavirus in other zoos. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. And the city of St. Louis released its latest draft of a redistricting map Thursday. As St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, 
The aldermanic committee overseeing the process is asking the public to weigh in on the new map via virtual meetings Saturday and Monday. Aldermen on the legislation committee have been tweaking a map all week that redraws the city with 14 wards, down from the current 28. In the latest draft, wards north of Highway 64 have been shifted and compacted. The committee got a lot of requests from the public to keep existing neighborhoods intact. Now it says 80% of neighborhoods are in one ward, with the remainder in two wards. Some neighborhoods that are split include downtown and the South City Bevo neighborhood. The map still has seven African-American majority population wards and seven white majority population wards. Some groups are continuing to express concerns about a lack of transparency and public input in the process. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. In the first month since Missouri started processing Medicaid expansion applications, some 13,000 people have enrolled in the service. That has major implications for Missourians dealing with cancer, which requires expensive treatment and benefits from early detection. One recent study found cancer patients in expansion states had a lower risk of death. Reporter Sebastian Martinez Valdivia spoke with lead author and Dana-Farber Cancer Institute oncologist, Dr. Marinda Lamb. The thought was if Medicaid expansion could have a positive impact, it may be in cancers where we can actually potentially detect it. And, you know, that in order for people to be detected with cancer, they have to have access to screening. And often in order to have access to screening, patients need health insurance. You know, we know that patients need more than just health insurance, but that is one important factor for a lot of patients when they seek health care. So, you know, in our study, what we found was that for patients with breast cancer, lung cancer, and colorectal cancer, that their mortality was improved if they lived in a state with Medicaid expansion compared to patients with lung, colorectal, and breast cancer who lived in a state um, that did not have Medicaid expansion. We also tried to delve into understanding, you know, potentially why this was occurring. And it seemed based on our data that this was uh, this mortality benefit was due to earlier stage at diagnosis. And early diagnosis can be tied to a better prognosis overall, right? Exactly. So, you know, the thought is that patients who are diagnosed at an earlier stage will do better. We know that patients with stage one cancer typically will do better than stage two, three, or four. That's often how the staging criteria is come up with. You know, we always want to try to catch people earlier in their stage um, of diagnosis if, you know, they are to have cancer. So without Medicaid expansion, you have patients who might be uninsured or underinsured, like with Medicare Part A, for example, which only covers hospitalization. How does that impact their treatment? You know, patients that only have Part A uh, insurance and, as you say, are underinsured, you know, may not show up for screening or to doctor's visits because they don't have coverage for outpatient services. Unless patients have resources to see their doctor and pay out of pocket for visits in the office, that this potentially may lead to delays in diagnosis and delays in care. Our concern always is that, you know, patients that show up in the emergency room or in the hospital 
usually it's because symptoms have gotten to a point where, you know, it's uncomfortable enough or painful enough. And so, you know, I think physicians are always concerned when people don't have access to office visits or outpatient care that, you know, potentially that can lead to later stage of diagnosis. I see cancer patients in clinic and, you know, trying to understand what factors at a national and a state level that can impact their care is sort of my area of interest and, you know, also a clinical interest because, you know, I know that these policies have downstream implications, whether intended or unintended for our patients. That piece came to us from member station KBIA in Columbia. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.